The Super Bowl defending Rams get blown out in the season opener, Trey Lance isn't named a captain for this season, and the 49ers season starts in two days. We're going to talk about all this and more. You're watching Johnny Dell's Football Academy. So the big story this week that has been all over Reddit, it's been all over Twitter, it's been all over everywhere with the 49ers fan base, is that Trey Lance was not named a captain for this season. People have been making a really big deal about this, how it's some sort of referendum on him as a player. It means that the players don't really trust him. It means there's questions about him in the locker room. It's all this kind of stuff. And I will tell you what my opinion is, which is I don't care. The fact is the 49ers have set up a culture in their team for years that you earn everything you get. You earn your way onto the field. You earn your touches. You earn your opportunities. You are not just handed things. You're not given things because of where you were drafted or what your contract was. You earn everything. And so when we look at this season, Trey Lance hasn't earned being a captain. That's not a slight. That's not not a criticism. He simply has not started. He started two games last year. That's not enough to name somebody a captain, especially when you start looking at who the captains are. And I think what this more speaks to is that the team has a lot of depth and a lot of players at the top that are good players, are good leaders, and have been with the team and proven themselves for multiple years. If Trey Lance was named a captain, I probably would actually had some problems with that because there are guys, you're talking about, you know, who's not going to be a captain? Is it going to be Jimmy Ward? Is it going to be Eric Armstead? Is it going to be Fred Warner? Are you really going to say that these guys have not earned a place as a captain, that they haven't played at a high level for years? They haven't led the team into the, in the playoffs, into the in the regular season through great adversity? Absolutely they have. Trey Lance was a backup last year. That's not a slight. That's not that's not a criticism. That's just what it was. He did not earn this position yet. Do I fully believe that by next season he will have earned that? Absolutely I do. But to say that this is some sort of criticism on Lance that he didn't make it as a captain, come on. We're really just grasping at straws here trying to make drama where there is none. And my response is pretty similar to what Kyle Shanahan's was uh, when he was on the radio this morning, which pretty much was, uh, that sounds like the theory of a fan, not an actual report. And I think at this time of the season, people are just looking for anything and everything to cause drama about. Because if they can cause drama, then you will pay attention. And when you pay attention, that serves their business model. I don't think this is anything more than people trying to create smoke where there's no fire. It just is what it is. So do I? am I worried about Trey Lance not being a captain this year? Absolutely not. It's a meritocracy with the 49ers. There was a reason that Elijah Mitchell was playing over Trey Sermon, even though Trey Sermon was drafted higher than Elijah Mitchell. Because Elijah Mitchell earned his way on the field. Trey Sermon did not. So nobody's handed anything. You are, you are going to earn it. And he hasn't even had the opportunities to earn that. So it's not a, a, again, it's not a slight. It's not a criticism to say he hasn't earned that because he hasn't even had the opportunities to do that. When he's presented with those this season, he'll probably do it. I mean, everything points the way it is to, to him doing that. But to make anything else of it is just, it's just ridiculous. But the other big thing that we have this week is uh, last night, the Rams played in the season opener and... That was a fun game to watch. 
Um, it was billed as, as supposed to be in this great matchup of two high-powered offenses. You had the Bills, who many te- many people thought were the best team in the AFC last season, and they were 13 seconds away from from going to the AFC Championship game, and most people put them in the Super Bowl. And you have the Super Bowl defending Rams with this high-powered offense, and they have all the star power. They have Aaron Donald, and they have Matthew Stafford, and they have Cooper Cup, and they have Jalen Ramsey. But we saw them get demolished last night. And I know it may be a little early to start writing the epitaph for the Rams, but we were seeing systemic problems with the Rams last night. They they won. Their defense looked like a mess. And that was a lot of it had to do was that they did not have consistent production across the defensive line. They still have Aaron Donald, and he was productive, but they didn't have anybody else with him. Last season, they had Vaughn Miller come in, and he was able to really spark that by giving a one-two punch on that defensive line. They don't have a running mate for Aaron Donald this year, and what are they going to do? Are they going to trade a, the, more future first-round picks to try and get him a running mate? I don't think so, because what they're seeing is the results of years of trading away first round picks and not being able to bring in more starters and more quality guys through the draft. They have been building through buying and you just can't do that in the NFL long term. I know fans would get really frustrated with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch over the years of being, you know, aggressively prudent or not going after the big name guys like Khalil Mack when he was available or Jalen Ramsey when he was available or any number of guys, Odell Beckham when he was available, that we would get frustrated that they weren't making a bigger splash and a bigger push and and doing more to really go get one of these big name guys when they're available, but you're seeing why. Because not only did they have to give up first-round picks, they also had to give up huge contracts that take up big portions of your salary cap. And you just can't do that long-term. It, it will start affecting things. You, you may not be losing those superstars, but you're going to be losing quality starters that maybe the casual fan from other teams would never, ever know their name, but they were solid guys, role-playing guys who could do and be very productive on your team. John Chapman tweeted out last night. He's been saying it all offseason that the four, that the Rams lost eight starters this offseason. You can't have that kind of turnover and expect to have long-term success unless you're you're coming behind those guys with quality draft picks to replenish that. Well, when you don't have first-round picks for years, you just don't have that as an option. Instead, they're relying on an older and slower Bobby Wagner to really come in and try and anchor that defense. Well, he's playing against behind a defensive line that is not what it was last year, and he's not who he was five years ago. It's just one of those things where... They're chasing this by trying to have all that star power, and they're not building a a team of longevity. They're building a team to win now, and this is the problem with the win-now mentality. You may get to a Super Bowl one year, but you probably aren't going to get there the next or the next. I mean, that's just the nature of the way the NFL is. And what we've seen with the 49ers is that they're building a team to be competitive, not just this year, not just win a Super Bowl next year, to win and compete year after year after year, to be in it every single year by building through the draft, smart acquisitions and free agency, and not being afraid to be able to let some guys go because you have the, the ability to draft behind or you have players already on your roster that you believe in because you've been drafting well and you've been investing in your team for a while. 
we were able to watch several starters go out the door this last year and immediately plug people in that are going to be quality players. See, what we, we've seen from the Rams is their offensive line was a mess last night. Matthew Stafford got sacked seven times, and the Bills didn't blitz once. That is a big problem for that Rams offensive line, and I, that's something that I don't see just greatly improving as the season goes along because the, the Bills' defensive line is a good defensive line, but they're not the best defensive line in the NFL. They don't have the kind of star power. They don't have the high production guys that uh, several other teams have. And they have they weren't able to stay up with that. Vaughn Miller is still a, gr- a good player, but he's not Vaughn Miller of eight years ago. And he was able to completely manhandle the Rams offensive line. So what's going to be happening going forward when they're going to be facing the Cardinals who have multiple weapons on their defensive line, when they face the 49ers who have Eric Armstead and they have Nick Bosa and they have Drake Jackson who's looking phenomenal coming into this season and they have Kerry Hyder who was highly productive with us as a second string guy, you know, where he's now a second string guy. He was highly productive with us two years ago. We have Javon Kinlaw who's looking like he could be the first round pick that we believe he could be he's a highly talented kid that we have a defensive line that is going to cause a lot of problems for them I don't see their offensive line problems just going away and this is the result of them not investing in that position they've been going after the skill position players they've been going after the splash things they've been going after the all the all the flash and none of the substance and the fact is that they're paying the price for that now their offense literally was cooper cup that was it and after that, they didn't have anything. They couldn't run the ball well. They couldn't pass protect well. They couldn't get other receivers open. And when you look at the the Rams, over the last two years, they drafted one offensive lineman. They, and their first pick in the draft last year was in the third round, and that was a guard. And that guard tore his ACL and his MCL in preseason. They just have not been investing in that position group. Whereas you look at the 49ers, over the past three drafts, they've drafted five offensive linemen. Four in just the last two years. Now, are all those going to work out? Maybe two of those guys are looking to start this season. And so you see the 49ers have been investing in that group. They've been investing in the defensive line and the offensive line. The Rams haven't been doing that. They've been investing in in outside linebackers as pass rushers. They've been investing in safeties, and they've been investing in corners, and they've been investing in receivers. They've been trying to get all of these skill position guys, but they haven't been investing in the trenches. You look at the 49ers. They kept 10 defensive linemen this year. They kept a whole bunch of offensive linemen, a whole bunch of tight ends, a whole bunch of running backs. They're investing in the box. They're investing in the ability to run the ball and control the line of scrimmage. The Rams have been investing in all the flash. And we're seeing the result of that. They were demolished by them. And the Bills did not play a really clean game last night. They turned the ball over three times just in in, in a short period of time. I mean, that game, it, it could have been a, a it could have been an absolutely ugly blowout for the Rams last night. That was a that was a wake-up call for them because they're looking at we've been building this team of star power, and all of a sudden now the stars weren't even able to show up. Because they haven't, they've been trying to get in this win now mode for so long, and so you see the you see a complete philosophical difference. People talk about McVeigh and Shanahan; they're they're tied, and their successes and failures are tied to each other and constantly compared to each other. You see that they really do have two different approaches to building teams. McVeigh has been all about the star power, 
He's been all about a flashy offense. Shanahan has been around running the ball, running the ball in in so many different ways that teams aren't going to be able to tr- be able to try and stifle every which way you can run the ball. He drafts a quarterback who can run because he wants to run the ball. He keeps five running backs when most teams are keeping three. He keeps four tight ends. He keeps all these offensive linemen. He keeps 10 defensive linemen. He's been loading up on players that play inside the box because he wants to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, and he wants to be able to run the ball, stop the run, and rush the passer. That's what he wants to do. The Rams are, we're just, we're going to outflash you, and we're going to do we're going to do it that way. The 49ers are not that team. And so what do I expect from the 49ers this season as it's going forward? I expect them to run the ball. And I know that everybody's looking forward to a more vertical offense with Trey Lance. The the only thing I see really contributing to that is actually Danny Gray because in years past we didn't have that speedster that you could put in the slot. And so teams would over over different times and and teams don't just run this against the 49ers. I've seen the same defense versus uh, other teams, people would always say it's because of Jimmy Garoppolo and an inability to throw deep that teams would bring safeties really down close to the line of scrimmage and and there would be no safety uh, deep over the middle. And a lot of times what you were seeing was teams would play like a palms coverage where they bring these safeties down and then they're matching vertical routes as they go. But in years past, you didn't worry about about a speedster just beating that safety one-on-one as, as they're matching. So those safeties, I because I never saw those safeties sitting there and when we dropped back to pass, just not not covering deep. They were always covering the guys deep. It wasn't like we had all these deep passes that were open and we just weren't throwing them. That teams were doing this as a way because there was no vertical threat that you worried about. If, if you took one wrong step on that play-action pass, that that guy's going to be gone and behind you. We didn't have that threat before. You know, I love the receivers that we have. I love Debo Samuel. I love Brandon Ayuk. They're not the guys that you're going to put in the slot and you're going to threaten that safety who's who's responsible in a matching one-on-one coverage and he's going to push him vertical because that guy cannot play the run when that guy's in the slot. Because if they do, it's going to be a touchdown. Danny Gray gives you that option because he's got that blazing speed. So if we add a more vertical offense, I see it more as a, as a result of Danny Gray than anything because of the of what he brings to that offense and on the the other side of that then that's going to to put even more stress when you have a running quarterback who can now do bootleg keepers and go around the edge or he or you can spread it out and he can run quarterback draw or you know you can you can have it as as a quarterback power and you have two and three lead blockers and and all this kind of stuff that it's going to make it more difficult for teams to defend the 49ers run game because of all of these additions and these changes and Trey Lance will be a huge part of that but is it going to be necessarily Trey's big arm that ends up making the the running game more effective I don't think so I think it's more going to be Trey's ability to be a ball carrier himself that will actually open up our run game even more so what do I see from the 49ers offense I see a a just a ridiculous amount of running the ball and 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 you look at the way that Kyle Shanahan builds his offensive lines he always prefers the run blocking offensive linemen you know, you look at the guys who've started over the years, they're run-blocking guys. Mike McGlinchey would be a perfect example. They drafted him in there, and he's been subpar as a pass protector for his whole career. But he's been a phenomenal run-blocker, and they love Mike McGlinchey. I mean, they love Mike McGlinchey. There's a reason that he's still on the team. 
And yet we've seen multiple times him get beat and pushed back into the quarterback. And he's just not a great pass protector, but they love him because he is able to really affect the run game. And that's why they love the guards that they've got. They're guys who can get down the field and help in the run game deep down the field. So I see us running the ball and running the ball and running the ball. And then when we get tired of running the ball, run the ball some more. If we're having to drop back and pass 30 times a game, I don't see this going really well. One, Trey Lance is young. There's a lot of lot of things in the in, in as far as defenses he's just never seen before. He came from a small school. He didn't throw a lot of passes. It wasn't like he was sitting there playing against these really complex defenses. So there's going to be a lot of things he hasn't seen. And so there's going to be growing pains for him. And But he, the team believes in him because they believe in what he can bring as far as 11-11 football. And so when we see the game this Sunday, I'm not worried about Fields versus Lance. They're not playing against each other. I'm worried about the Bears versus the 49ers because it's going to be about our ability to run the ball and stop the run. Well, you've been watching Johnny Dell's Football Academy.